anyone who comes to Australia quickly finds out about our not-so-secret love affair with the coffee bean. In the last decade or so, Australian cities like Melbourne and Sydney have developed a reputation for producing high-quality coffee. Some even say it's the world's best. You may even hear the phrase coffee snob thrown around when referring to the average Aussie and his or her coffee tastes. But are we really a nation of stuck-up coffee-obsessed drinkers? And how and when did coffee culture get to and develop in Australia? Today we'll find out as I take you through a whirlwind tour of the history of coffee and coffee culture in Australia. Let's go. So, coffee first evolved in the jungles of Ethiopia in Africa millions of years ago. Legend has it that it was discovered by a goat herder named Kaldi, who noticed that after eating the berries from the coffee plant, his goats experienced a sudden burst in energy and wouldn't sleep at night. Kaldi spread the news to the abbot of the local monastery, who made a drink from the berries and found that it did indeed keep him awake and alert through the long hours of evening prayer. The other monks in the monastery quickly learned of this new energy drink and the berries began to spread. Although a nice yarn, it's almost certainly apocryphal, as it didn't appear in writing until the year 1671, well and truly after coffee was a worldwide hit. However, we do know that coffee has been enjoyed by Ethiopians since around 800 AD. By the 15th century, coffee had travelled eastwards to the Arabian Peninsula and was being cultivated and traded in the Yemeni district of Arabia. By the 16th century, it was being enjoyed through Persia, Egypt, Syria and Turkey. It was not only enjoyed in the comfort of one's home, but in public coffee houses that started to spring up across the cities in the east and buzz with a new level of caffeine fueled social activity. Much like the coffee shops in Australia today, these early coffee goers wouldn't only sip on a cuppa and have a chin wag with a mate, but also sat back and listened to music, watched performers, played chess and kept up with all the current affairs. These coffee houses soon became the epicentre of the exchange of information and were often referred to at the time as schools of the wise. Due to the number of annual pilgrim visitors to Mecca from all across the world, coffee continued to spread. Coffee first entered Europe through the island of Malta in the 16th century by Turkish Muslim slaves who concocted the drink not only to enjoy themselves, but also to sell, obviously in the hopes of supplementing their non-existent wages. German traveller Gustav Sommerfeld wrote in 1663, quote, the ability and industriousness with which the Turkish prisoners earn some money, especially by preparing coffee, a powder resembling snuff tobacco, with water and sugar. End quote. The vibrant trade links between the Republic of Venice and the people of Africa and the East brought in large amounts of African goods, which began to include coffee. The wealthy upper class in Venice was soon introduced to this new drink by Venetian merchants, who charged them heavily for this luxurious new drink. And so, coffee had found its way onto the mainland of Europe, with the first European coffee house opened in Venice in 1645. 
News travelled fast across Europe, and by the year 1675, England had more than 3,000 recently opened coffee houses. As with the coffee houses of the East, those in England started to attract crowds of people. The 1600s was the Enlightenment, and coffee-sipping patrons had their tongues lubricated by the new drink, leading to deep religious, political, and philosophical discussions among the populace. Coffee was soon being hauled upon ships and sent off to the many British colonies in the New World. They reached the shores of places like America in the 1600s and Australia in the late 1700s with the first fleet. However, in both America and Australia, coffee didn't have anywhere near the popularity that it does today, with most convicts and colonists at the time favouring tea. Down under... The next step was growing the plant here, with the first on record being in the year 1832 at Kangaroo Point in Brisbane. This was further proof that the Brits weren't in a rush to quench their thirst with coffee, as it was 44 years after the First Fleet's arrival in Australia. Cultivation soon spread up and down the east coast of Australia and throughout much of inland New South Wales and northern Queensland, and thus a new industry was born. During the 1830s, this new budding Aussie coffee industry was given a boost by the temperance movement, which promoted moderation of alcohol and healthy living. That said, total abstinence from alcohol was clearly out of the question, us being Australians and all. With the consumption of alcohol beverages being significantly dampened, many of the hotels and pubs in which they were sold started to convert into coffee palaces, where only coffee was served, something that would scare the crap out of most Australians today. By 1888, the young colonial city of Melbourne had 50 such coffee palaces in its streets. As the temperance movement began to wane by the turn of the century, people started switching back to the grog, and most of these hotels and pubs started to reapply for their liquor licences or go out of business. However, coffee wasn't going to be so easily defeated. In fact, things were about to change drastically. In the 20th century... Coffee consumption began to skyrocket with the invention of instant coffee, much to the delight of people who were sick of suffering from RSI from grinding their own beans every single morning. This was the first wave of coffee resurgence. However, whilst Australians were having their minds blown by the fact that they no longer had to invest physical labour for their morning cuppa, over in Italy, a bloke by the name of Luigi Bezzera was patenting the first steam-driven coffee machine and the almighty espresso coffee. Australians remained oblivious to this invention, probably because Australia had no Italians until the initial wave of immigrants that arrived in the 1930s. And these guys brought with them this 30-year-old invention, the espresso machine. Thus, the march of the second wave of coffee culture hit Australian shores, albeit mostly unnoticed by Australians who were probably still losing their marbles over the applications of instant coffee. In fact, it wasn't until after World War II in the 1950s that espresso coffees and European coffee culture really started to take off. Following World War II, migrants from countries like Hungary, Austria, France, Greece, Italy and even Turkey started to migrate to Australia in droves and brought with them a rich coffee history and knowledge base. Espresso bars started popping up and became the local watering hole for many of these Aussie migrants who wanted to socialise and enjoy a little taste of back home. In doing so, 
These new Australians lay a foundation for the rich coffee culture which was now unavoidably emerging down under. Over the next 50 years, coffee consumption in Australia skyrocketed from a meagre 600 grams per capita per year to over 3 kilograms, showing that when Aussies enjoy something, they go all out. Coffee culture grew steadily, increasing exponentially through the 70s, 80s, 90s and the 2000s. There's been a nationwide explosion and maturation in coffee culture down under, and today, Australia has a reputation for producing some of the world's best coffee, not to mention some of the biggest coffee snobs. Aussies even came up with their own coffee beverage, the flat white, which was invented by Aussie barista Alan Preston, who coined the term back in 1985, which has since taken the world by storm. In the 2010s and onwards, contemporary coffee culture in Australia, the third wave, started to flourish as a more ethical and hipster beard-growing culture emerged in cities across the country. People now demanded ethically sourced single-origin coffee beans, and they wanted to know more about where their brew originated. Consumers were also developing an ever-discerning taste for coffee and started treating it as an experience rather than a commodity. Coffee was now considered to be more of an artisan or craft product, similar to fine wine. This also happened with the drink of beer around the same time. As with the grapes used in wines, coffee addicts started developing an appreciation for and interest in how and where coffee beans were grown, harvested, roasted and brewed when creating their perfect cup of coffee. As a result, skilled roasters and baristas were suddenly in high demand as well as held to a higher standard and now had to pay close attention to things like bean roasts, taste profiles and the making of the coffee itself in order to win customer loyalty. In the last five years, the art of making coffee has experienced an unprecedented evolution. This has likely been driven by hipster culture and a resurgence of artisan and craft appreciation by the millennial generation. As a result, cafes and their baristas have scoured the globe, searching high and low for all the unique coffee varieties, coffee beverages and ways in which coffees can be made. Whilst the most popular beverages are still your espressos, lattes, cappuccinos and flat whites, you'll often be asked questions like, do you want soy, rice, almond or coconut milk as an alternative to cow's milk? Did you want just the standard espresso shot? Or maybe you'd prefer coffee made with an aeropress, stovetop, vacuum or siphon pot, percolator, French press or even a manual or machine pour over. You might even be asked if you want a deconstructed coffee, where you're presented with a board of three glasses containing your milk, water and coffee for you to combine as you see fit, making you somewhat of a barista in the experience, also lacking a discount. So, that's the story of how and when coffee culture arrived and developed in Australia. Today, in the streets of city and suburban Australia, the average person is spoiled for choice when it comes to coffee quality and variety. So, coffee first arrived in Australia with the first fleet, but remained unexplored for a century or more, and our coffee culture truly developed, by and large, due to the immigrants who came to Australia in the 1900s, and whose cultures were readily absorbed here. 
In more recent years, millennials in their search to be different and their obsession with crafts and artisanship have taken coffee culture to its current height, and there's little sign of it stopping here. But are Australians coffee snobs? Hey, some of us are, for sure. In fact, evidence for this lies behind the story of Starbucks, an American chain of cafes that tried to open with a bang in Australia and storm the market. They opened 84 stores across Australia, but not having taken into account that Australian coffee culture was already thriving and that the quality standards most Aussies have are pretty high, not to mention the availability of coffee here, within 14 years, Starbucks had closed 60 of its 84 stores and lost $140 million. Clearly, the American model of fast and cheap, but low in quality, wasn't what the discerning Aussie coffee drinker ordered. But most of us are pretty happy with instant coffee when we're in a bind. Although, when given the chance, we'll happily fork out $6.50 for a large cap of single origin at that hipster place down the street. Ultimately, we're just a nation of coffee lovers with a wealth of different tastes, with no apprehension of the new and unknown, and who strive for higher quality when available and affordable. And there's no doubt about it, Australians love coffee. Coffee.